Welcome to the Don Pravda and Erica Gray Show. The Twist. Welcome to the Twist News. I'm Erica Gray. And today I'm at the Jerusalem Post Conference 2023 celebrating the 75th anniversary of Israel. And it is my honor to introduce Ralph Bunton, who is the author of the Book of David. And he's going to talk today about his tremendous book, and it's about David Horowitz. And his country, David, uh, Ralph is going to, Ralph Bunton's book will now be in the store. And can you tell us about the book? Uh, Yes, Erica, I can. Thank you, and thank you for having me. It's a privilege to be able to talk about the book and the life of a, a special legendary figure such as David Horowitz. Uh, as I began my book uh, in the introduction, I began this way. I said, by the end of World War II, there were three things that were not yet in existence. One was United Israel World Union, the other was the United Nations, and the third was the State of Israel. And by 1948, one man would play a role in the establishment of all three, and that was the legendary Dean of United Nations Correspondents, David Horowitz. David uh, was an absolute giant. He was a Zionist. He worked 54 years at the United Nations, working behind the scenes and working through his journalistic career for the State of Israel, for the Jewish people. And it was my honor to have known David for the last decade of his life. I met David in April of 1992. Uh, having written to him, he, he had an office in room 373 on, in the Secretariat building in the busy press corps section of the United Nations. So I met David in 92 and that began a long friendship and a very close relationship. And after David's death in 2002, uh, we as I was a part of his organization, United Israel World Union, and active by that time. And after David's death, we inherited the vast amount of archives, uh, not only at David's apartment in the UN, but uh, uh, David's apartment in, in Manhattan, but also his, his office at the UN. And it was this amazing amount of archives, this rich archived information, that uh, we had to move through and uh, organize chronologically and that formed the rich treasure trove uh, that, uh, that gave rise to the book. Well, what I liked about the book is how it flowed and how you were able to take that information and keep my interest and I was just so fascinated. I think one of the interesting things about Horowitz that actually surprised me was that he was married to a Gentile. Yes, yes. He's married to an Irish lady. Uh, herself a real Zionist. 
but they were married uh, over 40 years and, and lived, uh, lived, of course, in New York. David wrote uh, so much for uh, various Jewish newspapers and outlets. He reported from the UN and uh, he served 54 years in the UN and he was, he was, uh, he was called the, the institutional memory of the United Nations. He, he knew so many people. Uh, very close friend with uh, Bibi Netanyahu, uh, the current Prime Minister of Israel, and he knew Netanyahu when he was a young ambassador for Israel at the United Nations, and that's just that was just one of many, many people that uh, you know that David knew and that he influenced. But he had a long and storied career and contributed so much. I have a question. Yes. With all of the conflict within the UN, the UN resolutions and the discussion of the UN being used as a vehicle against the State of Israel. What was going on at the time of Horowitz within the UN because some of these resolutions were coming into view? What was his contribution there to either combat or can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, thank you, and that's a good question. But remember that David was there at the inception of the UN. Uh, he was there for the first meeting. He became one of the, he became the very first Jewish person to gain uh, credentials uh, as a UN correspondent. And it was from that platform that David defended Israel's right to exist, that David worked behind the scenes. Uh, you recall when Israel became a nation, uh, there was a UN vote, and it was close uh, as to whether Israel, you know, after they declared themselves a, a nation among the nations, uh, then there was close votes whether to admit them to the UN. And David worked with the uh, South American bloc to obtain the, the votes uh, to have the State of Israel admitted to the United Nations. And of course that gave him a platform to reach Jewish audience in the U.S. and, and abroad and in Israel uh, to defend not only the right of the Jewish people to exist, but to take their rightful place among the nations of the world and contribute. Uh, as far as the anti-Semitic uh, undertones, yes, uh, it's, it's been there. From, from day one, and as you know, it's, it's, it's prevalent today. Uh, but he was the Jewish voice at the UN. He corresponded with the first Prime Minister, David Ben-Gurion. They were close friends. He had spent time in Ben-Gurion's home. And uh, Ben-Gurion gave, gave him a voice, actually, in Israel, because after all, he was the Jewish voice at the United Nations. What would you say was Horowitz's greatest contribution at the UN? If there was one task, one event, uh, one thing that stands out in your mind above all else. I know he was great and I know he did a lot and this is a hard question for you, but what stands out the most in your mind? It is a hard question because David made so many contributions in so many ways. Uh, but first of all, I would, I would say 
he had tremendous respect in the press section of the United Nations. He had many, many friends. He had many friends uh, in the Arab world. He would have, there were Arab representatives at the UN who would get up and leave a session when an Israeli rose to speak because they wouldn't stay in the same room. Yet, they would drop by David's office to chat with him or drop by on Hanukkah when David would light a little candle in, in Hanukkah because they loved and respected David. He commanded that kind of uh, respect at the United Nations. And not that that's perhaps his greatest contribution, but it certainly was his greatest attribute. And it, it gave him it gave him room to maneuver. It gave him entree in, into that world. Uh, I would say his greatest contribution, one of his greatest contributions is, again, working behind the scenes uh, at the UN uh, for the establishment of the state and also for influencing a sitting, helping to influence a sitting president, President Truman, who David had met and had talked with I remember when, you discussing when, that actually in the book. When Truman was, it, it took Truman, I think it was 16 minutes to be the first country to accept the new state of Israel. And David had a hand in that. That was one of his great contributions, but just so many. Again, Jewish voice at the UN, so he, he represented his people for a long, long time. It would be hard to, to just pick one. When did you know that you wanted to write this book? When was it after he died? Was it while he was alive? When did the idea come to you? It's a great book. Good question, Rika. Uh, I can tell you that when we inherited the vast archived information uh, after David's death, uh, there were boxes and tons of it. He wrote columns called at the UN. Uh, he would always put out his, his, his press releases. And we began to go through, when I say we, uh, with the help of Dr. James Tabor, who is president of our organization now, United Israel. It's the organization that David uh, found. And an awful lot of volunteer help. We sorted through those well over 50,000 documents, all of David's UN pieces, his UIW pieces. We sorted through that and arranged it, began the process of arranging it in chronological order. And we're talking 50 plus years here. It took us several years to do that. And I had access to those archives. And I began to write in uh, 2014, I began to write a series of articles that I called, that I entitled, uh, Remembering David Horowitz. And I would write that for our own publication, the United Israel Bulletin. And as I wrote those, and it is, we published them, after about 30 or 35 different articles, and again, I began from day one, and I was moving through this chronologically, I was writing a story. And after about 30 or so segments, I realized, well, I'm writing a book. And then 
that's when I became diligent about the task of, of actually compiling a biography of David's career at the UN, his founding of United Israel World Union. And that was the basis for the book. And from 2014 to 2018, uh, it took me four years to complete the book. And that series of articles eventually became the book of David. Wow. I understand how that works. You have articles and then you have enough to put in a book because my, I myself am also an author. But the, what would you say when you were going through all of those archives was probably the most surprising or was there anything shocking or the, the jewel, the, the diamond in the rough? Was there a diamond in the rough or not really because uh, he had contributed so much? Well, interesting you'd ask that. I do have to tell you the story. Uh, what was interesting about that is that as we moved through these archives, as we opened boxes and there were just papers and layers of papers, we cleaned out desk drawers, we cleaned out files, we, we, he had archived information. And it was, it, it was just an enormous task. And we began to go through those, and we would pick up a box, and it would be full of papers, and we would begin to sift through. David kept everything. He, we would find, uh, we would find old cancel checks. Uh, we we would find dry cleaning receipts. Uh, we would find just so much of that kind of stuff, and we we began trying to say, well, look, you know, most of this as we sort through, it could be thrown away. And we would, we would sift through and we would find that type of material. And the next piece of paper we would pick up was a letter from Eleanor Roosevelt. Wow. Or a letter from Ben Gurion. Wow. Or a note from Bibi Netanyahu. And we, we could not afford not to touch each piece of paper. So we sorted through and of course we threw away the trash and then we began to arrange it. But the, the, the treasures was just the enormous amount of dialogue that, that David carried, uh, carried on. Uh, he, he communicated, uh, he communicated with the, the Jordanian king uh, after Jordan became, was recognized as a state. Uh, he communicated, and there were letters between them. We have copies of that. So, and we would find it just a, a wonderful picture of David with some dignitary. So, the vast amount of just, uh, of just paper that we had to go through. So, uh, there was not one jewel. There were many jewels. Wow. And we have that. We have uh, today in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have our offices, having moved them from, North, uh, from New York. Mm -hmm. to Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, that's where we brought the records back. We have, we have our, our main office there. And it's in a building that we also have a, a, a dedicated section that we call uh, the David Horowitz Memorial Library. And there we have David's pictures with dignitaries from all over the world that he had at his UN. And we have, we have some letters, some, some wonderful pieces framed. We have David's library of books, and uh, we have many jewels in that library today. 
that we found going through all those records. So That's wonderful. I was going to ask if you were going to, if you had enough or the idea for a second book, but obviously you took all of those letters and archives and they're in the museum. Does the museum get a decent amount of traffic? Well, it's, it's almost like a private building. It's, it's in with the other buildings. We, at first, had to do something with this vast amount of material. Mm -hmm. And so we set up, it's, it's actually very nice, but it's not in an area where we would have a, a lot of high traffic. Now, we do use those offices in that library as a backdrop for a number of interviews. And uh, we have a number of the Jewish people that would hold meetings there. Uh, but to publicize it or have a place that you could walk in or buy a ticket for, no, it's not on the market as such. Okay. But it allowed us a place uh, that became the reservoir uh, for this type of materials. Now, perhaps we would expand that and give it more exposure uh, one day. Well, this is exciting because Horowitz is essentially one of the, you could call him one of the founders of the State of Israel. Would that be accurate? Well, he was certainly one that uh, worked diligently for the establishment of the State of Israel. Yes. And, and one that was one of many, many, many people who figured prominently uh, in the state becoming realized in 1948. So you can call him one of the founding fathers. Well, the European Union does that. They've got a list of yes. about five different members of founding fathers that contributed to the formation of the European Union. And based on this book, Horowitz is one of those individuals with the State of Israel. So anybody interested in Israeli history, the history of Israel, how it became a nation, this book is a must read. And you must feel very honored to have been personal friends with him and be able to write this book. I was delighted to ha have known David Horowitz for the last decade of his life. Uh, I was in the business world then. I, I worked for a Fortune 500 company uh, and was a marketing executive. Uh, I made many, many trips to New York on business. And after David and I became friends, I, I would not go to New York without arranging to see David or, or have lunch with him at the uh, at the cafeteria in the secretariat building or, eat, or perhaps even stay over and we would spend many hours talking in his little apartment. So we became very, very close and uh, it was an absolute honor. So yes, David's voice was among the many voices that helped to build the foundation uh, of the State of Israel as, as we know it today. David also was instrumental in founding the United Israel World Union which we haven't talked about, and time perhaps uh, won't permit, but maybe another session one day. You want to just give us a but, brief uh, on it? Yes. David found it in 1948. He founded an organization by the name of United Israel World Union. And he dedicated his organization to the, to the notion of building an organization that would promote the principles of the Decalogue faith, the pure Decalogue faith, on a universal scale. Those precepts are the precepts of justice and mercy and, of course, peace. Uh, 
those were also in the preamble to the United Nations. So David, David spent the last 54 years of his life promoting both organization, both organizations and the higher principles of both organizations, which the foundational precepts of both are, are justice and mercy. And of course, there's, there's a saying uh, among the rabbis that there can be no peace until there's justice. And so working to promote that on a universal scale uh, is the goal of an organization like ours, of United Israel World Union. So David was instrumental in founding one organization, and he was the institutional memory of another. Interesting. Well, the book is The Book of David by Ralph Button. And be sure to check it out in our Amazon store. The link is below. And Ralph, it was wonderful having you on today. Thank you, Erica. It's been a pleasure to come on, and I appreciate the invitation, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Until next time, stay tuned for more. Next time for more from Don Provder and Erica Gray for their twist on world news.